the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferrets Tove, financial literacy educator and speaker, entrepreneur, and chairman of the board of a bank in formation. Take charge of your financial future with Your Personal Bank. Now here's Ferrets Tove. Hello, this is Ferrets, and welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. Today I need to discuss a number of very important financial issues that we're dealing with, uh, well, for your financial future and planning. Uh, the first of those immediately, almost immediately affecting us, well, clearly affecting us right now is inflation and high interest rates. Unfortunately, the news on that front is not getting any better. In fact, getting worse um, in the near future. The Federal Reserve is on their March uh, FOM, uh, March meeting has pretty much stated all but told us that they're going to raise interest rates. The uh, consens- consensus was uh, a week or so ago that it was they were going to raise a quarter point. Well, now it looks like they're going to raise, likely, a half a point. And why is that so significant? Well, if you look at the uh, interest rates and what's gone on recently with those, if we go back about a year, the federal funds rate was actually 0.25%, a quarter of a percent, okay? And that's the rate, that's the Federal Reserve, that's the rate that the Federal Reserve sets, the Fed rate as it's called, and that's the rate that, that banks um, would loan money to each other o- overnight lending to each other, a quarter of a percent, okay? Well, that has now risen into like the 4.5% range right now and is likely going to go up another half a percent as we speak. Um, if you think about that a minute, if you're going from a quarter of a percent to – Upwards of 5% as it stands now. I mean, what kind of percentage increase is that? I mean, <laughs> it's it's like 2,000%. or I, I should pull my calendar at, ca- calculator out. But the reality is it's several thousand percent increase of where it was about a year ago. I mean, that's just absolutely crazy uh, increase. In fact, it is now the fastest and largest increase in the history of the Federal Reserve. They are raising rates more aggressively than at any time uh, since the, uh, well, the 1970s, okay? The other thing is, the thing about the federal funds rate is pretty much all interest rates, um, you know, how should I say, are affected by that. So I'll give you an example, the prime rate. That's one of the rates that we, I discuss quite often. Uh, the Wall Street Journal prime rate is one that's considered uh, the 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 cheapest an individual can borrow money uh, with good credit. And the prime rate a year about a year ago was 3.25%. That's why uh, in early of 2022, for example, you could still get a mortgage around 3%, a 30-year fixed mortgage if you had good credit. That same rate today, the prime rate, is 7.75 and is likely to go up over 8% uh, here very soon. In other words, we're going to start seeing 8% mortgages soon 
uh, for people with really good credit. So when you take a mortgage rate, for example, from, say, 3% to 8%, in about a year, a little over a year, you're more than doubling the interest rate or the, what people are paying. And you wonder why real estate, for example, is starting to really suffer in many places around the country. Why the stock market, for example, has been struggling this past year and uh, is showing continuous signs, and most experts believe, going to continue. Because businesses need money to expand and grow their business. And many businesses, most businesses, borrow funds to do, to, for their business operations. When the cost of doing that business increases, you know, doubles, more than doubles, right, that increases the cost of producing goods and services to the consumer, which, of course, helps, in, you know, add to inflation. So that's what's going on, just so you know. Uh, the other part about um, the interest rates, if you don't already know, uh, Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve Chair, recently testified uh, in front of Congress and his, his main message that he shared uh, with that is that interest rates would likely have to go higher than expected and stay higher longer than expected. You know, that's quite a change of his tune from about, about a year ago when he was saying, oh, inflation is just transitory. It's interesting how these political appointees who are influenced by the politi- politics don't want to come out and share the truth, but yet when... When situations demand it, they're forced into it. It's really ironic how that works. You can go back and listen to the show. In fact, you can go to yourpersonalbank.com, my website, and listen to any of the previously recorded shows. Um, they're all they're all still there and recorded. And you can you can see that you know a year ago when inflation started rearing its ugly head in the summer of 2022, where I pointed out this is not transitory. They are lying to us, plain and simple. Our government has uh, gotten very good at that, at, at uh, lying at the American people. It's very frustrating. So don't, don't listen to what they're saying. It's going to be higher. Like, Well, they are saying that. It's going to be higher than uh, um, originally anticipated. Well, maybe what they originally anticipated. I didn't. And any reasonable, clear-headed person who understood economics at all understood once you let inflation out of the bottle, really, really hard to put it back in. And when you spend trillions upon trillions of dollars and you push that into the system, it takes a while for that to wash out, um, probably several years, frankly. So as I've stated so often on the show, I wish I had better news for you. But here, there are some solutions. I'm going to share some of those today. But the key is this next year or two, very likely, we're going to have to buckle our seatbelts, okay? We've got a rough ride ahead of us before it's going to, in other words, it's going to get worse before it get, gets better. So be ready for that. And by the way, some of the latest numbers from the bond markets, they enter what they're predicting, anticipating in terms of interest rates and how long the Fed's going to keep them up higher, as Jerome Powell states, higher for longer. Um, they're talking about not bringing interest rates back down to what similar, well, it's still good. It's not, they're anticipating about 4%. Um, you know, which is much higher than was before they started, all the way into 2025 now. Okay, so that gives you an idea what the bond market thinks, and that's the large institutional investors. 
Folks, this stuff's going to have real impact on people's pocketbooks, their ability to buy, purchase things, ability to invest, put money, inv- put money away, save money for the future. Uh, it's the cost of living, uh, investments, real estate, you name it. It's going to have an impact on all of these things. So, again, exercise caution, buckle your seatbelt. But there are some things you can do. Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to share one more big problem, and then we'll get to some solutions. And that one has to do with Social Security. I've shared, the, I've shared this issue on, the, uh, on this show uh, previously a couple of times, but I want to get into it a little further because I'm just not hearing hardly anyone discuss the issue and the problem. And, you know, putting your head in the sand doesn't solve the problem. You know, you have to know what's coming and to be able to plan for it, right? And this is, you, this is on our website, again, at yourpersonalbank.com. You can check it out. It's the, uh, the trustees um, report, the 2022 uh, Social Security Trustees Annual Report. These are the folks that are handle or in charge of the Social Security Trust Fund. And as they stated, based on our best estimates, the Social Security benefits will be able to pay scheduled benefits on a timely basis until 2034. At that time, the fund's reserves will be become depleted and continuing tax income will be sufficient to pay 77% of scheduled benefits. I'm quoting from the Social Security Trustees report, the 2022 report. What does that mean? Well, what it means is if you're receiving Social Security or will be receiving Social Security by 2034, whatever benefit that you were are receiving or going to receive at that time will be cut or reduced to 77% of whatever it was. So to keep the numbers simple, if your monthly check, Social Security check, for example, is 1000 a month, your check at that then in 2023 would change to $770 a month, a 23% reduction. That's if nothing changes. And folks, I think it's becoming abundantly clear that Congress is not willing to do anything about changing it. And I'm talking about both political parties here. Both parties have stated they're not going to change anything about Social Security or Medicare. That is extremely disappointing because that means everyone across the board in 12 years will take a 23% pay cut on their Social Security benefits. Again, this is according to the, uh, the Social Security Trust Fund report, not me, trustees report. The other issue that's ac- actually even more dire is the Medicare Part A. This is what pays Medicare beneficiaries for their hospital benefits. And they're saying that scheduled benefits will be reduced to 90% of total benefits, so in other words, a tw- 10% reduction in 2028. Folks, this is 2023. Now, that's about five years from now. So in about five years from now, your benefits, Social Security benefits to pay for hospital expenses will be reduced by 10%. In about 12 years from now, your Social Security benefits will be reduced by about 23% if nothing changes if our government does nothing to fix it. Now, folks, I have no faith in them because they're stating, both parties are stating they're not going to do anything to fix it. 
So you have to plan accordingly. My question is really simple. Do you have a plan to make up the extra medical expenses you may incur through Medicare in five years? Do you have a plan to make up the 23% reduction of Social Security income in about 12 years? If you have not thought about it or you haven't planned accordingly for these types of things, I'm going to strongly, strongly encourage you to start doing so. The sooner you start planning for these unexpected extra expenses or reduction of income, the sooner you plan for it, the better you can address it and offset that loss of income from Social Security, for example. I'm going to really encourage you to contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, 866-268-4422. I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned in the next segment because I'm going to get into some of the solutions that you can employ to offset that loss of Social Security income that is likely going to happen, especially if our current government does nothing to fix it. And I'm just going to say this, folks. My opinion, I think it's already too late. They've kicked the can down the road so far. We're coming up on this crisis so soon. Any changes at this point would have to be fairly dramatic to make a real difference. Stay tuned for the solutions. Don't miss it. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. This is Ference. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And the in the last segment, I was discussing the real problem with Social Security uh, coming up. I know it's a politically charged issue, and people get kind of fired up about it. But I'm stripping away the politics and focusing strictly on the math. You know, math does not lie. And the Social Security trustees themselves in their 2022 report have stated that Social Security benefits will be cut by 23% in 2034, about 12 years from now, if nothing changes. In other words, if the government does nothing to address this issue, and currently neither party is willing to, then your Social Security benefits, whether you're receiving them already or not, or will be receiving them them in the future, according to their their report, is going to be reduced by 23%. And even worse, 10% of the uh, hospital benefit for Medicare will be cut by 10% by the year 2035. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong, wrong section. I was reading 2028, and about five years from now. My question is simple. Do you have a plan to make up that difference of potential hospital expenses from Medicare because they're not there anymore or and or that reduction of income on Social Security? If you don't, I'm going to give you some solutions here and encourage you to contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. You know, one solution to this, or well, first, before I get into that, I promise I'll be there in a minute. One thing about it is a lot of people rely on investments that have risk. The stock market is one that comes to mind. Can you be certain, my question is simple, can you be certain that if you invest some money in the stock market or real estate or or 
my, many other things, that the funds will be there when you need them in five years for medical expenses or 12 years reduction of Social Security um, income. Can you be certain that it's going to be there? And the answer is, of course, no, you cannot. Is that reduction of income going to happen? Pretty much, yes. Again, the only way the government can act, can make meaningful change of this is going to require some fairly drastic actions in terms of raising taxes or, again, reducing benefits. Or the default, like I said, if they do nothing, is a 23% reduction of benefits, that is, Social Security benefits, in about 12 years. It might end up just being easier for them to do that because anything else they do will be politically very unpopular. That's why neither party is willing to touch this. It's called the third rail of politics. You can count on one thing about politicians. They, uh, their desire to be elected or reelected is very strong, all right? And anything that threatens that, they're, they're not going to touch with a 10-foot pole. And, well, Social Security is one of those. If the electorate was educated enough and realized, hey, we need to make some changes and demanded it, it would then get done. But so far at this point, I am not seeing that at all, almost zero um, discussion, uh, willingness, whatever, to make the tough, fiscally responsible choices. So guess what, folks? As always, it's going to rely on you. The only person that's going to really be able to make up the difference and take care of yourself is you. Relying on the government as some, some outside entity is just not a good idea. So one solution is an annuity. And not just any old annuity, but a income annuity. And what I mean by that, and I know they've some people have had negative connotations about these, but let me let me let me update you with. There's a lot of updated in, how should I say, in the products, improvements, whatnot, and the the idea of an income annuity is not so much to grow your money per se, say like in a portfolio. It's to ensure that you have a certain amount of income guaranteed at a certain point of time. It's a defined benefit plan. An IRA or a 401k, which most people are familiar with, is a defined contribution plan. What's the difference? Well, a, a defined contribution plan, like an IRA or 401k, is one where you have a certain amount you contribute each month, each year, so to speak, and we all know there's limitations on how much you can contribute each year based on incomes and tax brackets and all kinds of things, right? So the, 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 the contribution is defined. It's limited. It's got it. But the outcome is not, is it? You have no idea how much actual asset value you'll have at a future point. You just know how much you're going to contribute. Well, the defined benefit plan is the opposite you can define how much your benefit's going to be or how much income you're going to receive down the road. Let's say you want to make sure that you can you figure out what's 23% of your Social Security benefit 12 years from now or what it'll be most likely. You can calculate that if you go to ssa.gov. That's the Social Security Administration.gov. Again, ssa.gov, Sam, Sam, Andy, .gov. And you can, uh, they'll give you a report that'll show you a good ex ex expectation of what your income will be. You could take 23% of that, which is the current likely cut of income, and say, hey, I need this amount of income at that point in time. 
we can then backward reverse engineer, if you will, how much you would have to contribute now to make sure that income would be there guaranteed, much like a pension, if you will, or Social Security uh, check at that point in time. The sooner you'd make the contribution and the longer you let it ride and grow, so to speak, the less amount you have to put in now to make sure that income's there down the road. And we have accounts where, income annuity accounts, where they're guaranteed, they pay, many will pay a bonus up front, a signing bonus, so that accelerates everything for you right out the gate. And then we'll grow at, say, a guaranteed rate of 7% or whatever each and every year. So anyone who understands the rule of 72 understands that a 7% investment will roughly double in 10 years. And then that, and then based on your age and whatnot, we can, there's a, a spreadsheet that shows how much income you will get at that given point in time. I just did one of those for a client today. This person, she was concerned about this reduction in social social security income. She's working still, but nearing retirement in a couple of years, and wanted to make sure that in 12 years from now she'd have enough to live on. So by putting a modest amount down now and letting it ride, she's going to make sure that if Social Security is not, the problem is, uh, the shortfall is not corrected, she has the money there to live on when, she, you know, when, she, when she's older, when she's retired, right? That's one very simple and very smart way to make sure, guarantee that you'll have that income when, you, when this happens or when you need it. And you can't say that about a defined contribution plan or something where you're investing and it, uh, the outcome is un uncertain. There's risk involved, in other words. I'm not saying putting all your money into an income annuity makes sense for most people. It doesn't. But it's taking a certain percentage, and like, like I said, the longer you let it go, the longer you have to let it grow, the smaller you have to, amount you have to put in now the, to make that happen. And let's face it. Do most people think they're going to see a 7% return in the stock market in the next year or two with high interest rates and high inflation? Most likely not. We'll see. No guarantees. Again, that's the problem. No guarantees. This is a guarantee, and having a certain portion of your money guaranteed and having that income guaranteed to be there when you need it, that is indeed exactly what is important. Stay tuned in the next segment. We've got some more great stuff. Or contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show, and this is Ference. Just wanted to say that in the last couple segments, I've been discussing some of the challenges we're facing in terms of interest rates, inflation, Social Security benefits likely being cut in, in, in about 12 years if nothing is done to fix it. In other words, the current plan is everyone's benefits are going to be cut by 23%. That's not me. That's the Social Security trustees report. Uh, Medicare Part B, which is or Part A, I'm sorry, which is inpatient hospital care, those benefits, if nothing's done, will be reduced by 10% in 2028 or five years from now. Again, according to the trustees, Social Security trustees report. These are serious 
problems financially that many Americans will be facing in the near, relatively near future. You have to address those. You have to make plans accordingly. And putting everything at risk, for example, may not give you the result you're looking for. So having some of it guaranteed, your personal bank is another solution. In the last segment, I talked about income, an income annuity, which guarantees creates a guaranteed income at a certain point in time. We can reverse engineer it. It's a defined, uh, I'm sorry, a defined benefit plan, much like the, uh, the, the old-time pensions that people used to get uh, working for companies, which uh, government employees still receive. They get a guaranteed amount. Uh, they know if they work so many years, um, based on their income and stuff like that, they get a report showing how much they're going to receive guaranteed um, in retirement. Very few private companies do that today, but public do. And so it gives you, allows you to create something like that for yourself, or supplement at least, obviously offsetting that future loss of income with Social Security in about a dozen years. That is going to happen if nothing changes, okay? But there's some other things we have, some headwinds, if you will. As I say, uh, I've been stating frequently that I believe things will get worse before they get better. Here's one of them. Taxpayers shell out $151 billion each year due to illegal immigration. The costs of Ill- illegal immigration are, are many-fold, but the point is there's been very few comprehensive examinations of the financial impact. And the number that the best estimates that are coming out at this point are somewhere in the range of $151 billion that we, the American taxpayers, are footing the bill for illegal aliens in our country. Most of these people work in the underground economy, avoid paying any income tax. They just they don't contribute to the system in any way, yet we get to pay for them. Now, doesn't that sound real fair? Obviously, it does not. And until that situation, which is only getting worse by the day, until that gets fixed, resolved, or reversed, we're going to have all that extra expense, that extra tax burden, to carry, and that's that's just one more thing that's going to be a drag on the economy, drag on growth, drag on returns on investments, drag on in the stock market, and all those kinds of things. Okay, and and one other piece of this, which is a drag, is car thefts in America reach highest level in over a decade. Now I wonder why we're seeing the highest level of car thefts in over a decade. Hmm, we got a bunch of extra people, illegal aliens, many of who we have no idea who they are. We have no idea what their criminal history or background or motivations are. Again, many of them are in the underground economy. Many are desperate, and desperate people do desperate things, okay? But many states have been seeing increases of around 30 35% in property crimes and vehicle thefts. Again, a direct result of illegal immigration, okay? I'm not against immigration, by the way. I want to say this. I'm a first-generation immigrant myself. My dad escaped from Hungary, from the communists. He did it the right way. He did it legally, and he was a political refugee. I'm offended, and most immigrants, legal immigrants, I should say, and, and descendants of those legal immigrants are offended by illegal immigrants because they jumped the line. They skirted the system. They're not doing it the right way. 
and we have no idea who these people are. They should be vetted. We should get this country, as many challenges as it has, it's still the best in the world, and it's still the land of opportunity, and it's still a place where people around the world want to come. We have the ability to attract the best and the brightest. Why are we not allowing them in instead of just anyone who manages to hop over the border and escape, uh, you know, get, get, get here in any means necessary, illegally or otherwise? That's not right, and I'm offended by that. I'm running up on a hard break. I'm going to have to get on some other, other things, uh, solutions here I want to get to, and some other challenges we're facing as we go forward. I'm going to encourage you to contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. If you're wanting to learn how to thrive through this economy with a, your personal bank or an income annuity to offset future uh, Social Security income losses, whatever that may be, reduce your taxes, reduce your market risk. Again, contact me, 866-268-4422. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference. You know, I've been discussing a number of things today regarding, you know, like I said, economic challenges we're facing. I believe things will get worse before they get better. So buckle your seatbelts. We have high inflation, high interest rates. We're going to have those for higher and longer, according to the Federal Jerome Powell, Federal Reserve Chair. Uh, we've got major problems with Social Security and Medicare Part A. Um, these are funds that are going to be re- paying reduced benefits in 5 and 12 years, according to the Social Security Trust Fund trustees. Um, we've got monies going out left and right. In fact, the tax burden for illegal immigrants there is estimated to be over $150 billion per year. Guess who gets to foot that bill? American taxpayers. We have, we have situations, for example, where MasterCard and Visa um, were, how should I say, tracking gun purchases. Uh, people who purchased gun-related guns or gun-related paraphernalia, okay, in uh, using a, uh, how should I say, you know, firearm purchases using a credit card. All right. There's there's an example of this is what's scary about this. FBI whistleblowers have identified that Bank of America transactions uh, track these firearm purchases. And because of the January 6th event, um, they provided to the FBI's field office a huge list of individuals who use Bank of America credit or debit cards in D.C. or surrounding areas in those days, firearm purchases. This was back in, of course, 2021. And what I find ironic, what that means is that, for example, here's an example of there was no geographic or data range limit to the search for firearm purchases. The individual would be flagged at the top of the list if he had purchased a shotgun in 1999 in Iowa and used the Bank of America credit card to check out of a hotel in Northern Virginia area. Okay. In other words, they've been tracking firearm purchases clearly since 1999, according to these FBI whistleblowers. They've been tracking this for a very long time. 
this is why I'm so concerned about this most current, you know, it's become gotten to the public attention recently. And now Visa and MasterCard suspend plans to track gun purchases after the blowback. Here's the problem. They've been doing it for decades. And the worst part of it is they're planning the codes. They're planning to suspend them. They're not saying they're going to stop. They're just suspending for a while because several attorney generals have uh, sent threatening letters, okay, categorizing constitutionally protected right to purchase firearms unfairly, okay, Uh, singling out law-abiding merchants and and consumers, okay? My point is, okay, got their attention, so they're going to stop for a while. They're going to pause. That's actually the term they use, pause. Well, that's not the right answer, or suspend. That is not the right answer. The right answer is, they sh- one, never should have been doing it in the first place, been doing it for a long time, according to the FBI whistleblowers, and they need to stop and never do it again. That's the correct answer, okay? Then, <laughs> this is crazy. Biden's newest budget, absolutely nuts. He has, he knows, him, he's got to know himself, the pe- or at least the people in charge, have to know that there's no way that this budget is going to be passed with a Republican House, controlled House. He's suggesting spending $6.9 trillion for the next fiscal year, which, which, mean, which marks a $1.1 trillion increase from last year, which was a record itself. In other words, he wants to increase the spending by another tri- $1.1 trillion over above what was spent last year, which was a record from the previous year and the year before that and so on. It's, it, it's ridiculous. In fact, it, the, the amount of money that this budget, there's no way it's going to pass. Like many of, us, many of the lawmakers are saying, to their credit, dead on arrival, good for them. His, his Biden's team is saying, well, it's going to reduce the deficit by $3 trillion over the next 20 years, I think. Okay. Over the next decade, I'm sorry. But here's the problem. The federal government needs to reduce their spending by $20 trillion to budget, balance the budget in the next decade. Not three, 20. They need to reduce spending by $20 trillion. The, what, what's, I, I get what these do, they're doing. They're, it's, a, it's like they're putting their wish list. This is everything we want to spend money on, and then we'll negotiate from there. So they're starting high. I get that. I, I, they probably figure the higher they start, then when they, it gets pared back, because it will, then they can say, well, we, just, you know, we reduce the spending by that amount. That's Washington speak. It's ridiculous. The reality, though, is what you need to understand is this budget proposal tells you, it shows you what they want to spend money on, okay? And they want to increase, for example, taxes on businesses. They want to increase taxes on companies that buy back their stock. They want to increase taxes on higher income earners and all that. Okay, that's all well and good, but here's the reality. That affects everybody. Ta- businesses don't pay taxes. They pass those costs on to the consumers. The consumer pays the tax. That's the education part we all need to teach people. If they don't realize it, they need to understand. The other part of it is, the allocations for this budget, if they're their wish list, if you will, would increase the labor department by eleven percent, the education department by thirteen percent, which is the la- the education department needs to be abolished, not increased its funding by thirteen percent. 
the EPA would increase by 19%. More green energy. Now, the last thing we need is more money for green energy right now. We've already spent way far too much. Let the, let the free market handle that. And by the way, Veterans Affairs and uh, Department of uh, Defense would increase by 2 or 3%. In other words, it shows you, yeah, they're going to give them more money too, but they're real, they really want to spend the money on labor, you know, education, and EPA. Money that we clearly do not have, and it would only create. You think we have bad inflation now? If, if, if they were allowed to spend this kind of money, oh, my gosh, I'd hate to see what would happen. It's absolutely crazy, and it's absolutely nuts, and it's dead on arrival, thankfully. Uh, the last thing I want to touch on is I want to get back to this whole Social Security thing. And I know I'm, harp, I'm beating on a drum that maybe m many people don't want to hear, but one of the things I share with uh, clients and potential clients all the time is my job is here is not to be your friend, to be your buddy. I'm not going to be your buddy, buddy. Um, we'll have a positive professional relationship. Um, it, it'll be pleasant in most, in most cases. But one of the things I say frequently is when I look at somebody's finances and their plan and what plans and what they want to accomplish, I ask them a simple question. And that is, do you want me to tell you what you want to hear or what you need to hear? And the answer is always the latter. They're like, yeah, tell us what we need to hear. That's why we're here. That's why we're talking to you. So I'm going to assume that's why you're listening. I'm going to share with you some of the things what you need to hear. You need to have some of your money guaranteed. You need to make sure that you have enough money to live on when you retire or if you already are retired and receiving Social Security to make up that law 23% reduction in benefits that likely is going to happen according to the trustees, the Social Security trustees. Because, again, having faith in the government fixing the problem is <laughs> that's, that's a hope and a prayer, and I don't trust them, and I think a lot of people should not trust them. The lo closer we get to the deadline, the more drastic um, and things they would have to do, and less likely they're going to do it because they want to protect their own ability to be elected and reelected. But what's so irritating about all this is, and I've posted this on our website, there's an article called How Sweden Saved Social Security. It's funny how the progressives and all those, and again, they're not progressives, they're reg regressives. They're going to re regressing to a lesser form of government. Democracy, freedom is actually the highest forms of government. They want less of that, so they're regressives. But the bottom line is they always like to tout Sweden as a great example for many different reasons. Well, you know, in the 1990s, Sweden had the same problem with their Social Security system. You know, they had the pay-as-you-go system and promised too much, and they had fewer births and longer lives, projecting the system would be insolvent in about a decade. Sound familiar? That's exactly where we're at. And what's interesting here is instead of playing games, their politicians chose not to deceive the voters. Unfortunately, both parties are currently still doing that. And the reforms were designed to make it impossible to run a deficit and pass the costs off to future generations. In other words, they used some financial responsibility. Boy, could we use some of that these days. And what they did is they introduced a balancing mechanism. They called it the break. In other words, when the economy was doing worse than expected, benefits, pension benefits, the Social Security benefits, were automatically reduced. And then when the economy picked up again, the break was released. 
you know, that would put everybody on board for making sure the economy was doing well, right? Because if your Social Security check, the amount you received was dependent on how the economy was doing, in other words, how everyone was doing, boy, a lot more people would have interest on making sure the economy did well, right? Well, the other thing that Sweden did was they introduced partial privatization. Now, the left, the political left, likes to deride it as a Republican plot to gamble our money away in the stock market, that kind of thing. In other words, the Swedish government holds about 2% of wages, puts it into individual pension accounts, much like IRAs, and the people are allowed to choose up to five different funds which invest their money according to their risk preference and can change at any time for free. So they're putting a portion of the money in the, you know, into investments, stock market, et cetera. Well, a lot of people say, well, that would, that claim, the claim is they would reduce their benefits. Well, actually, the opposite has happened. In fact, the performance over the last, since the 1990s, when this was put into effect, this includes the dot-com crash, the Great Recession, and everything, the average Swede has made a, an average annual return of roughly 10% year on the private portion of their Social Security benefits. See, the returns on the normal portion of Social Security, if you're paying attention, we all know this, is around 2%. That's miserable. That is pathetic, okay? We can do income annuities, as I stated in the first segment, they have a guaranteed growth rate of 7%, guaranteed, to create income. Why are we tying ourselves down, holding ourselves back, and locking ourselves into a system that allows the, the politicians to maintain control, spend all the money anyway, and only give you a 2% return? Folks, that's ridiculous. That's financial suicide. That's financial idiocy. It's a lack of financial literacy is what it is. And we, the people need to wake up and be educated and demand something better, okay? So the bottom line is the Swedes had an adult conversation about financial responsibility, about the costs and the benefits and what was possible instead of, you know, fighting each other and being on the other side. We need to demand as Americans some financial responsibility. Our government does not have a revenue problem. It has a spending problem and a bad one, a horrible, horrible spending problem. And what do you do with somebody who has a spending problem? You cut them off. You cut their credit cards and you force them into financial responsibility. And that is what we need to do with our federal government and our politicians. If you want to help navigating all this and, and making sure you're going to have enough money to live on to offset the loss of Social Security income that's going to happen if nothing changes, according to the Social Security trustees, contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that's 866-268-4422, and it's still on our money, so I'm going to leave you with this. In God, we trust. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. 
This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guest on this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Products and riders may have limitations and may not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Compare when considering a replacement. Dividend rates and baseline of credit rates may change. Contact yourpersonalbank.com for current rates. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.